Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. What's going on, citizens of Lobo Boys here for New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Summer is in full swing, and with that, I bring some good news and some not-so-good news. Well, before I get into that, I just want to say thank you so much for checking out this edition and all the other editions of New Amsterdam Radio, the flagship podcast of the New Amsterdam Network. Learn more at newamsterdam.com. And also follow the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. So before I started this episode, I was going to do this whole big song and dance about how I felt I was burnt out and how I felt I needed a break. And that's not quite true. I want to keep it 100. I want to keep it completely honest with you. I feel more recharged than ever before. In fact, I was burnt out this spring. I went out to a trip uh, to Miami for a couple of days and I came back refreshed. But I do realize that we are two years outside of the pandemic or the lockdown, the original lockdown. And it's summertime. And so a lot of people are out there doing uh, the vacation thing and going outside. Unfortunately, one of the drawbacks about being a podcast host is that I have to book guests. And there are a lot of guests that decide around this time, for one reason or another, to you know cancel or postpone their appearance on the show. And I try to debate, what was I going to do? Was I going to go dark uh, completely? Was I going to post reruns? And I said to myself, uh, those didn't quite fit for me. So instead of me whining and complaining, I want to say for the next two or three weeks, we're going to basically, uh, what do you call it, upcycle <laughs> some content. If you guys don't know about me, I had a sister show a couple months ago called What's Up Blow After Hours. And I always pitched that as the Lucy Goosey cousin to New Amsterdam Radio. I'll bring creatives on just the same, but I'll ask them more provocative questions. We'll play games and have a lot more fun. It's kind of like... During the pandemic, my late night variety talk show from my bedroom. So uh, if you want to check out all the episodes, you can. It's a podcast as well. It's called What's Up Flobo After Hours. But we're going to do some select episodes here on New Amsterdam Radio. So the first edition I want to bring to you is from a mentor slash friend, also in the comedy space, Darren Carter, uh, released an album such as That Ginger is Crazy, has been in the comedy scene for close to 30 years. And being able to have him on my show uh, on new What's Up Global After Hours was kind of like a big get. So I'm really proud of that episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, and for the next two or three weeks, we get to chill out with some After Hours content. Thank you so much for checking out New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It's time for that Monday night delight. What's up, Level After Hours? After Hours happens right here on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Twitch. And if you're watching right here, wherever you are, make sure you hit that like and subscribe and that follow button. Every platform does its own thing. But this is a little show that could, episode 50, I have lost count. We've been doing it over a year. So thank you so much for checking it out and making this part of your routine. But as always, I cannot do it without the support of the Boisterous Crew, as we call our Patreon subscribers. So as always, got to give a shout out to Christopher C., Christy H., ACH, Edric P., Oliver E., Princess Leia, Matthew C., Lindsay U., John W., Richard R., you make this show a reality. As you know, I'm never alone for these things because that'd be a weird show, just me talking to you for an hour about what's going on. I do it on so many other different programs. I have a guest, and this guest is somebody I've met so many times. He's actually an inspiration. I was kind of afraid to ask him to be on the show, but he was down to do it. We worked together on the comedy stage. We're doing the content thing. Give it up for the party starter. Darren Carter, how's it going, sir? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't know the light, the light thing you do, like the, the flashlight. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. That, I need something yeah. like that. Like when everyone goes, it's Bobo. I go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any yeah, I know. I do run through a lot of batteries though with that flashlight. So uh, you know, there's always the, that. Yeah. I always wondered about that. The, the flashlight in your in your bed. Do you like? Did you steal the first one? Was it kind of like a? It's mine now, security guard. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. No. Yeah, I think I you know I did actually a police fundraiser, and the and the the cop was like uh, his name is Daryl. I actually became friends with him. He uh, he was he was a uh, good buddies with Eric or is good buddies with Eric Estrada from Chips. Oh yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was so cool to meet like, you know, well, I, I've kind of worked with Eric Estrada over the years here and there, and those guys are tight. And, uh, and he goes, you know, what'd be really cool is if you uh, use a flashlight. So I took it to the next level. And then after the show, we went to the armory and, and he had to buy like, like, uh, I don't know what he had. He had to buy some like, like, ammunition or something and and i was like i was like did they sell those things there and then and i actually got like a, a legit like flashlight like it was so cool i've gone through this is my second one actually but uh i'm gonna break it out it's right over here okay you, uh, that's cool like it's funny because uh speaking of mag lights i think that's what the cops use that was the one thing my dad gave me when i left home not a bible oh, really? or a knife he gave me a mag light <laughs> you'll need this son <laughs> yeah it's great because it's you carry it in your pocket and it's like you know, I always say, like, you know, sun's out, guns out, night's out, lights out. Hey. <laughs> you never know when you need a flashlight. I mean, this thing comes in so handy. And plus, you know, like when I do, you know, start the show, I'm like, let's yeah. start that party. And then I hit them all, all that stuff, the motorcycle noises, the here, I'll do one. And then out of nowhere, the light hits them. Yeah. And it's just, it's like that extra like whoa and uh i mean i played like i've got fortunate to play some big like like theaters and arenas you know on um with other comedians and man there's something about like even if they're far away you hit them with that light there's that connection it's like wow like yeah you know it's it's kind of cool it's, it's something your comedy you know? is unique man because you do have jokes you do have bits and i think the first time i saw you performers before i did comedy myself this is back in mm. 2012 and you were working in the apple bit uh yeah oh yeah about, yeah, about, yeah, about yeah, eating apple yeah eating apples really loudly and i was like okay i mean i had an idea of you but when i got to be in the comedy i started comedy in 2014 uh you had did that your jokes with this this party starter thing it'd be kind of like this this convergence so like how would you describe what you do like what kind of comic are you is that a question that's a fair question <clears> to ask yeah, I don't. I don't even know anymore because, um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. After being laid off for eighteen months, no, no, I, yeah, I yeah. actually did. I did do some shows then, but um, I would say that, uh, you know, I can. I kind of combine, and it always sounds boring when you describe it, but like, I combine personal stories mixed with entertainment and observations, and you know, but it, it, it sometimes jokes just, you know, I guess I'm like a magnet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when you're a magnet, like. For comedy, in a sense, right. you know, like something will happen in my household or whatever, and I'm like, "That's funny," and I'm like, "Bing!" It's like it comes to me, you know. Like, um, for example, my son, he's a musician. He's 13, and he created a YouTube channel one year ago, one year ago yesterday, and it's incredible to see him shoot, edit, make his videos, and then a lot of his videos get like way more views than us. We would love to have those views, and and uh, and I remember telling him like, um. Like I go, son, you need to practice, you know, and he, and he was kind of being a little bit ornery. I go, practice makes perfect. And he goes, no, it doesn't. Editing does. <laughs> oh, that's, that's generational right there. He's right. Yeah. And when he said that, <laughs> right. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm writing that down. That's a good joke. Cause you know, Ooh. it's hilarious. It's like, it's generational. And it's like, it's like I said, it's like a magnet. It just came into my life. Like practice doesn't make perfect editing does and in a way he's kind of right but yeah you know, absolutely because my dad you know, was, was seeing practice was perfect like ah what do you know pop yeah because back then like even when, let's say typing they had to use you know when people made a mistake you had to have like the the white out or you had to have that that paper and make a mis but now it's like yeah you know you, you make mistakes all day long that, that voice weird text yeah that weird middle process where they had word processors or like yes. you would type it and then you hit the print button it'll do it like yeah. we had it for six months yeah. and we wouldn't touch it yeah. it was witchcraft we're like wait yeah. wait 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 yeah. wait, wait. It, it, you you type it and then you print <laughs> i know it was great i remember we got that i remember i remember when we've got a uh my wife and i 
I was telling her, let's get a computer. Let's get a computer. Like, you know, all my friends have one. Come on, let's get one. Right. She was like, it, it takes up too much room because back then, you know, like the nineties or whatever, like it was, you know, there was like the big tower, then the, the, you know, remember the Apple, the, the giant like computer monitor and all that. And then the thing on the side and, you know, and, and it's like, it did take up way more room. Now it's like on your phone. I mean, this, there could be like computers inside, like, you know, I hold up another flashlight. A flashlight. Yeah. This that isn't is even the fair? main flashlight. Yeah, no, this this is the main flashlight. <laughs> See, like, that's the main one. Right. This is like the this is the backup one in case it gets lost. I have a little label maker on there right there. Oh, See, what the Darren Carter Park at Party Podcast. Yeah, the fact you don't have this for sale like, that should be that should be branded actually, right I, there. Actually, I do. I don't know if they're if I have them here, but I have um I have little flashlights. Look at this. Check this out. Look at uh, Do I have it here? I didn't know you were going to ask this. Can you still see me? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you're lagging, you're yeah. but it's all good. Like, you would, you oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, I found the container that holds the batteries. <laughs> oh. the but yeah, I have like these. Uh, it's cool. Like I have flashlights that say pocket party podcast, you know, and, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's it's uh, it's something that that I uh, I like doing. And, and uh, it's kind of cool to give people a little. Um, memento of this from the show, you know. Yeah, you know. Speaking of of, of comedy, and we'll get to the podcast in just a second. But it's, I have a quick story about about the hustle, uh, the hustle of Mr. Carter here, uh, or do I do I say the party planner Dan and Tanner, which is another bit, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good classic. Yeah. Uh, Darren Carter, so, party starter. Yeah, hey, yeah, it's something <sighs> the same. Uh, I I remember comedy was a weird journey for me. So I I, I got on stage. I won't forget the day, August tenth, two thousand fourteen. Um, I, did, I wasn't the cause of this, but it was the same week Robin Rose had passed away. I was feeling mm. a bit of a connection there. But one of the cool things I liked about you is that even though you ha you had the credits, you had the thing us newbies would just die for, but you were like on stage everywhere. I would see you at the comedy store and Flappers and the comedy match on the same night with your box of CDs, even if people didn't have CD players. Mm. And I always yeah. wonder, and I always want to ask you this, it, does that part stop? Do you go, hey, look, I've been here long enough. I don't need to sell this, or you just got you're just used to it, or you just realize you have like a fan base who wants to buy your stuff in person. It's, it's, it's funny you say that because like uh, I did a couple shows, I did a show, yeah, two shows recently at the Haha ha Cafe or Comedy Club, I think it's called now, and uh, I didn't bring my merch because I was like, eh, you know, like the pandemic, I just wasn't, I just, I don't know, I just, I wasn't in the right mindset of like, I don't know, and then. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then the comics that work there, shout out to Prince Ali Malik, Prince Ali. He was like, dude, where's your merch? You don't have merch? Come on, man. Let's set it up. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, you know, and then you're right. I, I started thinking a little bit negative. I was like, you know what? People really don't have CD players anymore. And yeah. they don't really have DVD players anymore. And I'm like, ah. but I did a show last night and I'm like, you know what? I'm bringing back the merch. So I brought it yeah. back. And it was just like, I'm like, you know what? I make it available. If somebody wants to buy something, it's there if they want it. You know what I mean? And and in the meantime, I'm still going to hand them a card and and lead them back to my YouTube channel, lead them to the podcast. And Right. But listen, I mean, there's you never know. Like people, um, when I was at the Laugh Factory on Saturday night, they they um, they bought two things and, you know, because they, they were traveling and they wanted like a souvenir and, you know, so... So this is a flippable fact, actually. Uh, yeah. so, so for those of you who don't know, I used to do a, a comedy show at Flappers. or It was at the Neon Venus in Hollywood. When that closed down, I moved over to Flappers, which is a blessing and curse. Uh, it was called the Ringside Comedy. And and you were my first get. Like, you were actually the first comedian. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll do your show, whatever. And it was like, oh, we got Derek Carter. So flippable fact, in my bookcase is the last CD I've ever bought. And that is that just crazy. It sits, yes. it's, it's like a museum. Yeah. It sits on my bookshelf. And people are like, don't you meet? No, that's somebody else. That's Richard Pryor. This is, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's, good. So that's pretty awesome, man. I always like the fact yeah, that you were, helped us out when we started out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, um, I remember that. And I think you, I think you bought my second CD or I remember you, you, like you said, the Apple, you knew the Apple joke. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so yeah. proud of that joke. Cause yeah, that was, that was a joke from real life. One, one night my wife was watching like real housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever, one of those housewife shows. And I was eating an apple and then she's like, gosh, you're so loud. Can you like go outside? It's so annoying. Like, and, um, and I'm like, Oh wow. And then I realized that I went to, the, I actually went to flappers that night. Cause it was right here in Burbank. And I, kind of told the story about Adam and Eve and the apple and how loud it was. And, and, uh, and I just kind of riffed on it and it turned into like this beautiful, hilarious bit where, 
you know, I, I turned, I spun, I spun it into gold as they say, you know, like like something real life that was so relatable. I didn't realize how relatable that is that people have auditory things where they get mad, like they mad at their roommates, their spouse are like, stop scraping that spoon against the bowl, you know? So (laughs) yeah, that night I bought that, that ginger was crazy and stay at home stripper, which was your release at the time. So I thank you. Snoop Lion, baby. Yeah. 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 I remember that when he went through that phase of like, wow, Snoop dog. And then he was like Snoop Lion doing reggae and stuff. And then, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun time to, to record that and and uh you know i probably a part of me is like man i should do another one because even though people aren't buying cds they're they're definitely you can make money now through having it played on sirius xm and you know all the platforms oh oh yeah like well if i get i'll get back to it not to make this about me but if i get back yeah. to it i think the strategy yeah. will definitely have the album have a digital have like usb albums to, to sell yeah. you know and then just do like the the, the, Pan- the pandora stuff but uh enough about me and my strategy because i need jokes first uh let's <laughs> let's talk about yeah, the podcast man. yeah yeah pocket party pocket party podcast let's, what's what's that about how'd you get into it i know podcasts are a diamond dozen but yours is stick out thank you you know um pocket pocket party podcast is what it's called the pocket party podcast and um it's so fun and it's so cool that I, I appreciate you asking about it. Um, I originally did a podcast back in 2009, 2010, 2011, back then, 2012, somewhere around there. We did it for three three years, and I had a partner, and he was from the radio. And so instantly we had like an audience, you know, like it was a small audience, but it was 5,000 people. So in my world, it was like, this is incredible, 5,000 people. But in his world, He's like, oh, man, this is a step down. Like, what's a podcast? Nobody really listens to podcasts. He wanted the job in radio. Because it was, you got to remember, this was back then. So it was like right. 10, 12 years ago. And so we we went our separate ways. I didn't do any podcasting for a long time. And then um, I'm 180 episodes into my current one. I think I started three years ago. I think it was April of 2000. 17 i think but um Mm -hmm. and it was scary at first because i was used to working with like a partner and i was i felt like i was sort of the sidekick before now it was a trip to be like the the main person and i'm telling you you just it's like that ten thousand hour thing you learn i've learned how to make you know you know put my stuff on youtube do great editing on youtube learn how to vlog i've learned how to like you know you know the other day my son his bicycle um brakes i'm sorry his pedals were broken he just duct taped it and my wife goes can you take it to the bike shop so i was like sure then i thought i'm gonna take my camera and just kind of film and figure it out and i go hey son you want to go with me next thing you know we we shot this great vlog and and we're showing our adventure and 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 he's playing his guitar and we're singing songs and we're at the bike store and the guy let us try out these weird bikes that you stand up and you move the thing and and this all came from my idea of like i want to start a podcast and i want to and, and and i'm telling you if you're a performer or a comedian What's great about this is you you get really comfortable talking to people, asking questions. It breaks you out of your shell if you're that type of person. Like, like now I'm I'm even more out of my shell. Like like when I'm at, you know, I was at the grocery store today at like at Whole Foods and I'm just cracking jokes with the guy. Or sometimes I'll genuinely like not sometimes, but when I'm <laughs> it sounds like I'm sometimes I'm not genuinely, but <laughs> but like sometimes when, I'm I, fake. Yeah. sometimes when I'm not being fake, I'm asking questions, but sometimes I really mean I'm really am interested. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like when like like um you know uh, about a month ago I was sitting in my car, my wife was in the grocery store, my son was in the back seat, I'm in the front, just chilling out, listening to the radio, and this car pulls up next to us late night in the parking lot, and this guy comes out. And he's putting all this gear on. I think it was like a pesticide type of guy. And then next thing you know, he has a giant. He puts a bird on his on his arm. It was a, it was a it was a hawk. And I'm like, wow. Now before I might have just been like, that's interesting. But I think because of vlogging and because of the pocket party podcast, I, I, I like talking. I broke it out of my shell. I got out of the car and I started talking to him. And I said, hey, do you mind if I do like a quick little three to five minute video? And he goes, go ahead. And I. And that was great. I got to interview this guy, and he talked about how these – it was called a Harris's Hawk. Okay. And he was hired by the city. This is up near Fresno. Hired by the city to bring this hawk to to scare away, like, crows because crows had been destroying, like, the building and making a giant mess all over the parking lot. And he was telling me all these crazy stories about the Harris. 
I guess it works. That's why they're they're paid to do that in this hawk. Apparently, because if you're ever driving through Tucson and you're lucky enough to see this, Harris's hawk do a thing called back standing, where one bird will stand on the cactus and the other birds, because the ground is so hot, they'll stand on top of, of, of the, uh, you'll see like almost a totem pole of like birds, like these hawks. These and also in the Harris's hawk is what it's called. The woman is twice as big as the, as the man. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I, and I so wanted to do a joke because because we were right next to the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, I think I've seen this in the human form." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Because yeah. I, I would probably yeah. walk away. I'm like, "Well, that's a cool hawk, whatever." But you actually talked. Yeah, about exactly. That. I would have been just like back to my phone or something. You know, like, oh, it's interesting. But that's what I'm saying. I was like, you never know what podcasting, what this kind of stuff can lead to. You know, I, I've done solo episodes. Um, you know, I've done. On the Pocket Party podcast, I even tried this this one episode. It was speaking of solo, where I'm like, "Oh wow, I, you 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 could basically take this kind of um, earphone, you know, the kind that has the cord, like this, and you yeah. plug it in, plug it into your phone, and you and you just walk around, basically talking to yourself, but into your you use the recording app on your phone, yeah." So, it was almost like reality radio or reality because as I'm walking, I'm kind of describing what I'm seeing and, and I'm t telling my thoughts and it's, so it's a different form of entertainment. And I find that people who do listen to podcasts, they, it, it, cause I listen to podcasts. It's almost like you're, you're listening in on a conversation and there's like a very, there's like a, like a really cool personal touch with like that episode. Cause you're, it's like, wow, like you're going along for the ride with the, the, um, the performer or the, you know, the uh, podcaster. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, so, and then also I've learned like just because somebody is a celebrity doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, like, like a great guest, you know, they might just be famous, but you know, sometimes I've had great episodes where I'm like, wow, I never knew that. Like there was a guy I announced one time on stage. I said, my uh somebody goes what's your podcast like what's the vibe of it and i said it's very positive you know very little cursing i try to make it just you know i try to you know work at the top of our intelligence usually you know and yeah. just whatever and and uh very positive and this this guy came up to me after the show and he said hey i like the message of your podcast he said i was in the united states army and uh you know because i've never been on a podcast but um i um i just did a uh huge promotion campaign about um suicide prevention and he goes uh i'd love to be on if you if you uh if you're looking for guests and that was a little weird to me because i, I that was my first guest that i didn't really know and, right. and wasn't a comedian because usually it's somebody with a comedy connection of some sort and well, i said true. yes and that made me nervous because i was like "Ooh, how's this gonna go like i had no idea how it was gonna go in fact i had Fraser Smith, you know, the, the radio legend, Fraser Smith, you know, yeah. I said, Hey, Fraser, can, can you be on this episode with me and kind of be my sidekick so I can, and he goes, sure, buddy. And here's, what's hilarious. I, I had forgot that I asked Fraser and like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and, and Fraser was uh, at that time at the ice house comedy club and he, uh, we, we were going to record at flappers. So he, Fraser was late by about, you know, well, not late, but he, he, uh, I started the, the recording, let's say, 10 o'clock Fraser shows up at 11. And uh, so it was perfect. It turned out to be a two part interview and Fraser's on part two. <laughs> oh, nice. Not part yeah. one, but part two, but it was great though. They get, it, so, so, so I, you know, that was a, that was a great episode and it wasn't serious at all. Like I was afraid it was going to get too serious and it wasn't at all. It was great. The guy was, you know, he was telling us about how he joined the military and went to Afghanistan and but the whole build up to it was like, Whoa, like it was like, I was on the edge of my seat. It was so, it was very easy. It wasn't difficult at all. What you know? what has who who has been the biggest get for your show, in your opinion? Uh that could be anybody from fame wise. It could be Jamie Kennedy, a huge guest. Um yeah. but for you, Brody like Steve, forget, forget yeah, fame, yeah, but like yeah. what something you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Gosh, there's so many. Um there's so many. Uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to talk to Brody Stevens. Uh, he actually oh. reached out to me the week that he passed away by, you mm. know, um, he reached out to me on that Sunday and, and, uh, or no, we were supposed to do it that Sunday and he goes, I'm just not feeling well. And then, and then, so I said, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's see how you feel tomorrow. So I called him the next day and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling better. Come on over. And, you know, sadly that was, you know, the last week that, but it was, you know, it was a great experience, but it's like bittersweet because of what happened, but I was able to, you know, spend four hours with them. And 
um, you know, it's something I'll never forget. And it's, uh, it really touched people. You know, there was, um, there was a moment in the podcast. I said, I said, Brian, I, I said, I said, Brody, man, like I go, I know, I know, uh, you're, you know, you're battling with depression and you're, and you're on the, you know, the meds and stuff. I said, but I said, you know, there, there's something to be said for like exercise, for moving, for, you know, and he goes, I know, I know. And so I got him to do some push-ups, and, you know, I mean, we filmed it and we had some laughs over it and, and we had planned to go on a walk. I said, let's go to, you know, either like, you know, Runyon Canyon or Griffith park, let's go do something. And, and uh, as you know, he passed away that, that, that week, that Thursday. And, but one of the listeners, and I'll give him a shout out, Tommy Godlove, he messaged me and he said, man, the, the walk should go on and we should do it in Brody's memory. We should do this. Let's, let's, uh, so we made plans. We did it at Griffith Park and it was, yeah. it was on Brody Stevens' birthday of that year. And I, and I wrote, uh, Tommy, I said, man, I go, this is, I go, what if nobody shows up, man? I go, that could be, and he goes, there'll be at least three people. I go, oh. I go, who? And he goes, me, you, and Brody in spirit. And I was like, oh. damn, okay. But you know, we had probably like 25, 30 people that did the walk and we all, you know, everyone went around and we, they, you know, thanks to Tommy, they, we, you know, he did little trivia questions about Brody, about being in the hangover, about his different credits and his, the fond memories. And then, and then we didn't do it last year because of the pandemic, but then we did it uh, in May. We did it in May at, uh, um, in at Reseda Park, that's where Brody was from. So, and we had like probably like forty to fifty people show up. Like it was just, it's growing, and it's uh, it's all be because of our, you know, that 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 episode. That episode was like something that like it really boomed. You know, it really took off. And and that's the thing that I have to remember. We all have to remember when we're creating. Sometimes we're like, you know, you might be like, damn man, like you know, how come my, you know, this isn't taking off like I wanted to, or how come I'm not like at that, that level where I can, and you realize there's just little, little victories, man, just celebrate those little victories. And, you know, Sam Tripoli came on my, my episode. Uh, he came on my podcast. He's been on several handful of times. And one of the times it just happened to click at the right time. And it, you know, thousands of people watched it on YouTube and, because of that, it, it enabled me to get monetized. And you know, you know how that yeah. is on YouTube. You have to have a thousand subscribers and you have to have four thousand hours of watch time. Not quite and, there yet. I, I am researching it heavily yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's but you know, that's what you do. You just I had the thousand subscribers. I think I had more than that, but but I, I reached that milestone. But I was always, you know, I don't know if you've looked at your analytics, but there's that little meter that shows you it's like a gas tank. And I was always like right in the middle, like as I it'd be like right in the middle, like, yeah, you're almost there. You're 2500 hours and then it would drop down the next month ah, you're almost there so with sam Tripoli, it was like it, it was great it was like 2800 2900 it was like mm, redlining like 4000 congratulations and yeah, and yeah. You fill out the paperwork and all that good stuff so yeah that was uh that was a little victory too with the with the pocket party podcast you know also um and i think you've done this with your patreon like i set up little avenues for people if they want to like you know Hire me on Cameo to do a personal shout out if they wanted, you know, PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. Like you, you if as long as you have the, the, you know, things in place, you know, yeah. some people will definitely, you know, they show their appreciation, you know. So I, I do that and also do a buy me a coffee. A little bit more at buymeacoffee.com slash football boy. Support the homie. Uh, <laughs> that's cool, uh, man. See, I need to do what you're doing. You're you're doing your stuff looks really good. This is um <laughs> Well, thank you, man. Streamyard. You know, it's so funny. I, uh, it was, it was like, I don't know. It was like nine Oh five or something. And I'm like, yeah. I had my coffee ready and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't have any emails from him. I hope he didn't forget. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, then you, and then you messaged me and I'm like, Oh man, I thought it was like a zoom link, but see, I still do my stuff on zoom. You're, you're like oh, yeah. next level, man. Like I, I, Streamyard. I, zoom, is, yeah. zoom is really solid, but it was cool. I could do the whole backgrounds and stuff and run tickers and all that. But, yeah, I could do one of these things, support myself, you know. Oh, if you want to buy a t-shirt, <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Like I respect <laughs> cool. Zoom. Zoom was like the 900 pound gorilla. It was like, you know, number one when the pandemic hit. It, everyone was on it. And I'm talking about going back to the, the early times of the pandemic, like the, the Tiger King era, the certain <clears throat> things we did just to keep morale up. Yeah. I don't know how you took it. Like they told me that my life was non-essential, but there were certain apps yeah. that helped me through, like 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 Zoom and, and having meetings. What was your experience uh, when everything shut down, when things, comic, comic clubs closed? You know? 
Yeah, man. It was it definitely messes with your self-esteem unless you, you know, you don't. Here's one thing that I got positive about it. Like, like one of the things, um, you know, I keep a daily list of I do 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, and I write it down and I post it and I talk about it. And it's like, and it's, you know, and I don't care who I bore with it because I'm going to keep doing it. And it's like, it's one of those things I realized, like, what can we control? And it's like, because there's a lot of things that's out of our control, you know, but can I control doing X amount of sit-ups and push-ups every day? Yes, I can. So, so that's what I do. I put that out there and it, and it actually encourages other people, you know, and it, and it pisses people off. They've told me later on, they were like, you know, they really used to irritate me. And then, then every now and then they come around, they're going, you got me doing it now. And I'm only doing yeah. 20, but I'm like, that's cool. And I, you know, you don't have to do like, and I've had people make fun of me. They're like, dude, 50, I do 200. I'm like, that's great. I do 50, you know, like, yeah. I, I do, you know, it's like if I, yeah. cause I used to set the number really high. And then I realized like, I just, I, I get sore. I think it starts diminishing returns or I just look at it. Like, do I really want to commit to doing 300 pushups and sit-ups? Cause it's really, you get really excited the first week. And then I'm like, I can't keep this up. You know, I, it, yeah. you know, so, is but yeah, that's one row? of the things. Is it sit ups and push ups? You like spread them out throughout the day? How does that work? No, I I started out spreading it out throughout the day, but now I just knock it out. I just I do like you know twenty five and rest, twenty five and rest, or the sit ups I do sit ups I can do all at once. Um, the push ups I'll do like you know thirty thirty and then and then do twenty and that's fifty, or I'll do you know twenty five twenty five. But yeah, like I said, that's one of the things that I figured out. Um, I also figured out like I said like how to really edit better with iMovie on the Mac, like. It was so frustrating because you you know you 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 get you feel like dang there's so much I want to express myself and I don't know how to do it and it's like and then you realize like let me just watch some tutorials figure out how to do it how do I mean simple things like I was like I mean, you know we're going back a little ways but I'd be like how do I put words on a screen like I didn't know how to do like right, you know, right. things like that you know and then you figure oh it's very easy once you figure it out and then and then I even you know I got the link tree because I kept saying like click the link in my bio to go to my podcast then I have to swap it out click the link to go to my youtube then i realized just get a link tree that we can have all your links right there and you know yeah. it's um so, yeah so we kind of learned from but, each other yeah but sorry but day to day though like the, the how, how was the morale being locked in finding something to get you out there was it the days of depression was the days of i can do this like what was your mix uh yeah um the, the right around april or may i think my wife was like let's 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 take a break from la because they're cutting you know they're closing everything they're pouring sand into like skate parks and not letting people you know walk around public parks and shutting golf courses down. i don't golf but i'm just saying that's how extreme everything was like you know stay inside and we're just like oh my gosh like it's just like so you know <clears throat> so my uh you know we you know, we started spending way more time up at the farm up near Fresno. That's where my wife was raised. And there we were, you know, we were able to like go for long walks and, and I bought a bicycle and ride a bike and just, just watch Eagles fly. And just, it was like, this is amazing. And that was just, um, you know, it was great to like, especially after, you know, spending time in an apartment, it was really nice to go out and like see dogs and cats and like wildlife and bunnies and stuff like, you know, <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, you're right. It, there was those days where you're just like, I remember one, one period where it was like just over a hundred degrees, like day after day, it was just hot. I'm out there just, you know, for daily exercise, I'm just walking up and down these, these farm roads and walking along the canal banks and just like, no one's, nothing's out there. And you're just, I'm like, man, I feel like a crazy person. Like just, I had this ax handle for protection, you know, and also extra exercise. I'm just carrying this ax and I have my yeah. straw hat and I'm like, gosh, like this is like. Because, you know, what, what, what I forget is comedy, for me, it, it kind of happens around society. You know, like like the energy of people. It's like, you know, like it goes bing, 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 bing. You know, there's like energy. And, and when I see something or, or just something, it makes – there's comedy. When you're just – it's very peaceful to be around trees and nature. And, but there's not a lot of comedy in that, you know, like for me. It's right. like, it was, like I think if you're an artist and you can watercolor and live in a log cabin, like that's great. But for stand-up, it's like, ah, I don't know. It was – there was those right. – like today I was, I was at Whole Foods and, and I saw this lady smoking at the very tippy-toe edge of the parking lot. I think because it's illegal to smoke there on the premises, but she was kind of sneaking these cigarettes. And I thought, yeah. man, that's – that. I, and I thought, man, that'd be kind of funny if, you know, like if I said something on stage, like, you know, shout out to the smokers. They're the eyes and ears of the neighborhood. Thank you for your service. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. Because yeah, everyone can mention that one nosy neighbor that's like, ah, look at that. You right. know? 
Yeah, I, I get it. Because if you're if you're in paradise, what's the comedy from that? You know, what's the deal yeah. with the perfect serenity? Yeah, I got you. I know exactly. I know. I know. Right? It's like, you know, I remember, and then I remember coming back into L.A. and I went to the get the oil changed, and you know how that you're at the place, and and that was where I first saw like all these people trying to like dress up their masks. You know, remember like at first it was just a lot of simple masks, and then yeah. people started adding flair to it and. And I and so I think I wrote a joke about how like I you know I saw a millennial with a nose piercing on the outside of their mask or whatever, but just <laughs> but that, but that yeah. come yeah yeah but that comes from like seeing people and you know but yeah just yeah when you're looking at like just trees and grass and hay and like you know right right well, so with with everything I guess coming back now what's been like your experience I see a lot of comics are basically in pre-pandemic form this at least some are about struggling to get started I'm in, a, in the latter camp myself what's been your mix you know it was uh well it's great because I'm starting to get like a lot of offers and people it's just so good to have that again where they're like are you available da -da -da. can you do this can you do that and I'm, I'm like I can't do that date but what about the next week or can we you know that feels really good. Um, as far as performance, I remember I did a show a couple week, couple months ago because I'd been, you know, I performed like at clubs. Like I did do, you know, something in February, then something again like two weeks later in Texas, and you know, so I. But it was like, oh, I, you know, like how there's like intermittent fasting. I felt like I was doing intermittent stand-up comedy. You know, it was right. like, like right. Oh, I haven't done anything for ninety days, but here we go. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember I did something in LA like two months ago and I remember just kind of pulling up you know my it was outdoors and I, I parked my car and right when I get out of the car I hear the roar of the the crowd that was outside and these comedians were just crushing it the, and I a lot of them I think they just kept going during the pandemic they were doing these underground shows these illegal shows these rooftop shows they were performing in all over LA like and they were so like ah like 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 10 times stronger and especially because I, I kind of approached it like, well, I'm going to go there and rattle the dust off. And these comics were just like, yeah. man, like I was like, like gotta, <laughs> did you have any you trouble know, like, getting the dust off? Like, did you know if you were rusty? Like, how did you figure out what worked and what didn't? I think the audience, I would assume the audience didn't know, but I knew, you know what I mean? Like, I remember my first time headlining because it's one thing to do like 10, 15 minutes, but it's, but when you're, you know, you're, you know, someone pays you to fly like, you know to another state and do like 45 it's like you know that first show i remember in, in february i was like i did a lot i did more crowd work than i wanted to you know like <laughs> you know right and then and then the next night i was i, I was like oh, because I, I would just remember parts of bits i'd be like dang i just remember like the last three lines like how do i get into it and, or the transition was the hard part like you know like you, you, I don't want to do that again where you're just like throwing out like just the statements like I'm married. Yeah, yeah. That takes me back yeah, anyways. Uh, my yeah. wife hates apples. It's like, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> and then you know and then eventually yeah. you just start and it comes together and clicks, and then it's just like it comes back pretty quick though, thank God. But yeah, it was like, you know, and now it's like yeah. I'm back to, you know, I can just riff and be super loose up there and in the moment. And I also, you know what I did interesting um recently is I went to a comedy show and I watched every pretty much every comedian and and um I don't know how you are because you started in you said 2014 correct yeah so imagine in the year 2044 okay so 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 I've been doing this for about 30 years so it's like oh, that's what wow, I'm trying wow. to say Congrats. so it's thank you it, my point is it's it's a little hard for me at this point, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but to watch an entire comedy show, it's like, I just get too antsy and too like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I can, I love watching comics, but I, but I, I usually like watch them in small doses. It's hard oh, to sit cool. there from beginning to end. And, but one thing that I learned from watching these comedians from beginning to end, I also learned what, what I didn't want to be like on stage. And also I realized like what makes a good, what makes someone more engaging with an audience. I feel you know oh absolutely i think for me i like to microdose it you know what i mean i you don't yeah. want to be disrespectful you don't you don't like do your bit and be like all right see hollywood because then you'll never get booked again but like it's cool to see what is hot in the streets but i can i can yeah. take only so much of that sponge 
And then I go, I have to go, or else that starts to infect what I do. Like, oh, is this is what people want. Is is that what's good? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? so I'll, I'll yeah, watch a comic yeah. here and there, even like on Netflix. You know, I don't, I don't know how you feel because I feel like the worst kind of person to say this because I've only been doing comedy what six years, eight years. What's math? <clears throat> eight years now? Seven years? Four? Eleven? Eight, seven years? Um, By the way, that sounded so far in the future when I said twenty forty four. Like, yeah, I did. I was like, oh crap, we're almost there. Um, but but like <laughs> when I watch Netflix specials. Yeah. I don't want to be bitter, but they're not really as special, I guess. I remember when I was a kid, yeah. there was yeah. like eight comics that got an hour in HBO. And it was like, take off work Monday because Chris Rock yeah. has an album on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah, but with yeah, albums yeah. coming out every week, you're like, well, what makes a special special? And I've sit there and I watch things. And I go, I don't want to say yeah. that's not funny. Where do I get off saying that? But this wasn't the, hey, did you hear yeah. this yesterday kind of thing? It's interesting, man. I don't know because you know I went there. I went to that show with my son. He's thirteen, and he's from, you know, the TikTok YouTube generation. And I, I, uh, man. And plus, you know, he's younger, so maybe he can't really relate. But I've just realized, like, stand-up comedy is is it's really when it's not done well, it's really hard to watch because it it's a long time. You know what I mean? Like, like TikTok or or, or YouTube, it's like it's pretty quick. You know, it's like a minute, two minutes, three minutes. But to watch a stand-up comic on stage for even 15 minutes, it can be an eternity if, if they're just not your cup of tea, you know? And I wonder, I don't know, you it's know, like good, going forward, point. like going forward, like, like, uh, you know, we're a little older, so we can, you know, we're, cause we do remember like, you know, like you said, like the, you know, Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams and stuff, but it's like, you know, you wonder like someone who's young, like, are they going to, you know, want to hear someone. I don't know. It's like, you just don't know, you know? You raise a good point. Cause I always go back to um, one of the greatest comedic performers of all time. Weird Al Yankovic, right? Like this guy is a genius and I, and I know genius is the word that's overused, but he's a classic genius, yeah, right? I, agree. Uh, yeah. I remember his last album, Mandatory Fun, which came out like in 2015, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the Something reason why he came, he retired. He was like with parodies coming out the way they are as fast as they are. It makes no mm -hmm. sense to do this two-year, three-year wait to do an album. I'm not done performing, but it doesn't make sense to have that structure because things are faster. Mm -hmm. and, and and I remember this, too, because during the pandemic, I wrote my first comedic song. It's called Alone the Club. And the reason being is that even back then in April of 2020, I go, if I write hand sanitizer jokes now, they are going to be stale in six weeks. Because Instagram yeah. memes are just a dime a dozen, you know, it's hard to be fresh. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. create. What was the name of your song? Alone in the Club. So, so oh. this is a little backstory. For those of you guys that haven't heard it, uh, it's it's available on Spotify and Apple. Uh, the idea was that it was in March uh, when they told wow. everyone to stay inside, shelter in place. And so I ran to the store. And and I bought all I could, but I had like a hundred dollars. I was I was broke, really. And so all the food I had was like like I had the, the, the Turkish ramen, not even the Japanese stuff, Turkish ramen, <laughs> Vienna sausages. My room, my whole place was stacked, but I couldn't eat it all myself because it was gross. I couldn't invite anyone over because it was the coronavirus, yeah. and yeah, I had all yeah. the booze. And so I was like, Wow, I'm like a VIP in a club that doesn't is not even open yet. So I, I became the thing, but I, I took an extra step, an extra layer to make it that subversive. Because if I did a mm. Lysol parody, like, would that be funny in 2021? Probably not. <laughs> you know, it's just so yeah. much faster now. I know that's interesting. And it's also interesting that, so let me get this straight. So you thought of an idea, you recorded it, and then you were able to already put it on Spotify and get it out there. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Is it well, simple? You, is it kind of how hard is it to do that? Like, is it, is it, see, now that you know the process is probably easier and you could do another mm -hmm. one and another one, right? Like, the first one was maybe a little bit difficult, right? Like, yeah, well, I, I still published my comedy albums and I went one direction. I did like the CD Baby thing, upload the album, all, yeah. all the stuff. And I don't, I don't knock CD Baby at all. But the thing is, they want their money up front and then you get your residuals back, right? Uh, mm. I we use the app United Masters, which allows you to upload for free and they take 10% of your royalties. I knew I don't get enough streams to even care, really. If I was famous, yeah. maybe, but I'm just like, whatever. So I go, okay, I did it for free. I, I got a beat from Fiverr. Uh, I recorded it literally in this closet here, 
right? It's got in the closet and <laughs> recorded it there. Wow, and that's I cool. and I and I uploaded it uh, in the same day. So it's not mastered at all. In fact, it's it's low. There isn't any bass boost. It's just me rapping about being in this club, and and it was so much fun. And it came out my birthday month last year. And it was kind of like this is my coronavirus song, but it's not about coronavirus. It's about this guy who's breaking into a good. club at seven o'clock yeah. in the evening. Yeah, see, that's good. Rather than just being like you know funny with your friends or just doing it for free like hey here's this wacky insta story you've learned how to like oh i can put do this this and this get it out there you know yeah. are, are, is it able um is it on any like playlists on spotify or pandora or did it, are people discovering it is my question like or people are discovering it is obviously not gonna it's not viral i mean in that case but i, I do see like uh, i'll get a, a, a follow week or i follow every two weeks being like oh, i heard your song mm. On this comedy thing, it's actually a Latin pop ballad, the instrumentation of it all. So oh. a lot of times EDM fans or like pool EDM fans will be like, oh, I heard oh, your cool. song. It's pretty, pretty funny, you know. Do you but put it in the like, link on uh, do you put it in the link on your YouTube channel? That might be a good idea. I should in do the that, description. Yeah. Uh, I like, have the original and I have the uh, lyric video on the YouTube channel. So oh that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like, how do you present your comedy in different ways? You know, I was just, and uh, I, I know you have this with your podcast. I know Q park has his little videos about him scaring people, but then he has like an actual song. It's just, it's it the, the, the whole era is gone of being just one thing. And so my job is to be my name on everything <laughs> for now. Yeah. 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 I, um, you know, I, I eventually I want my my son to record because he, he writes also original songs, and um oh before I forget, oh yeah his latest original is called um, Summer Vacation and it's really good. It's 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 talk about someone who's talking from their heart. It's it's he's thirteen. It was the last day of school and he and he and he'd been working on the song and it's perfect. It's like it's the perfect song a thirteen year old to sing about. Like the you know summer vacation. It's across the you know it's just it's great. It's like. It's it's perfect, you know what I mean. He's not trying to be yeah. like I'm up in the club. It's like, dude, you're 13, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, summer vacation. Uh, his name is Os the Bass Boss. Oh, I love it. All one word, Os the Bass Boss. But here's what I was going to tell you before I forget. Um, since you're also a Weird Al Yankovic fan, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of Darren Carter trivia. I am in Ooh. two, two, not one, but two Weird Al Yankovic videos. Can you be a white nerdy? That, Th that would make my day if you yes, were white yes. nerdy. Yes, I'm in white and nerdy. You are? What? No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not in white and nerdy. I'm sorry. Oh. I, 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 I'm not. I, you know what? I, I wish I was. I yeah. look like I, I am. I personally am white and nerdy. Like in the video. <laughs> <laughs> I said white and nerdy. Turn around. Yes. <laughs> you rang. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> Hello. <laughs> Casting. No, I swear to you. I really. There, there's a video called All About the Pentiums. Remember the All About yeah. the Pentiums? Yes, baby. So I'm wearing glasses like this. I have red hair. And I'm like. And I'm dancing. I'm in the mosh pit. They zoom in on me. I have Alka Seltzer pouring out of my mouth. Where I'm like, you know, like, uh, you're the yeah. Alka Seltzer I'm, guy. Yeah, I mean, all about the no. Pentium. Yeah, yeah. Oh you should, my I wish God. we could I look it all up. Print out of my bed sheets. <laughs> I think it comes. I know. Four is really neato. What? <laughs> I'm gonna see. If I, I saw I can him find live, man. Quick. Best concert I've you ever did? been to. He's so yeah. good, right? He's so good. He had the Philharmonic with him, the one at the uh, Hollywood Bowl, but. What's the other so video? I'm, the, and I, I, I'm also in the um, the Star Wars video. I forget what it's called. It's uh, a uh, long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah that one is a little bit hard to recognize me because I have like I have like you know pipe cleaners in the costume, but I'm like doing the robot dance and all this kind of stuff, and you know. But I'm yeah, I'm in that. There's a bunch of comics in that one. I forget who, but like, um, yeah, that was uh, another great one. But and, and and listen, Weird Al is so cool. My son's a huge Weird Al fan, and we went one morning we went all the way down to Irvine when my son was about five or six and we met weird Al at the book signing and he took photos and was just so, so kind and sweet, man. And, and, um, it was great. You know, yeah, he's, he's like, weird. Al is great. What I like about him is that, uh, his fan back then, his fan club was called like close personal friends of Al, which I thought was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Not just a fan. Oh, club. that's cool. Was like, yeah. yeah. I remember saving up money that that era in the late nineties where it was like running with scissors and, and poodle hat. Holy crap. See, there he is. There, yeah. there he is re meeting my son when, when my son was six years old. My son brought his, his, uh, his accordion. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, is that accordion? yeah. So cool, man. 
Ah, oh, and this is cool. Here, and here, here I am meeting Weird Al. Like this is, I was like, I think I, I captioned this where, sorry, Al, I, I have to tweet right now. I, uh, Does he know who you I'm are? I'm looking though? at my phone. Is he like, I oh, you're the video guy? I, I don't, I think I told, I think he did then. I don't remember, but he, I know I saw him another time and, and he, he was so nice and he's like, yeah, you're, you know, you, you're one of the hits of the video. Everyone loved you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, the the the, the 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 pentium one you know that is crazy i didn't oh. realize wow full circle man that's crazy i was also in the thong song but you don't want to know about that no <laughs> no maybe i do I'm joking is it only fans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> click on the only fans exactly. my thong song appearance <laughs> this is cool singing about right, me folks. dude <laughs> I start a party and it's not with the flashlight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my gosh. Derek Carr, the party starter. We got to get out of here. But before we do, do you want to play a game, good sir? Please say yes. If you say no, it's awkward. Yes, let's play this. Let's play this game. Yeah, yeah yes, I do. This, this was a classic. It's called Favorite Things. I'm going to ask you some questions about your favorite okay. things on the planet. Just let me know what you feel. Sounds simple enough. Yes, let's do it. Cool. cool. Favorite concert you've been to? I will say. Gosh, uh, it's a tie between Kid Rock at Universal Amphitheater. That I got to say, Kid Rock, because I got to go backstage, hang out with Kid Rock. They had a piano. He's, he did like music for like just the people backstage, like like twenty of us. It was awesome. But also, Weird Al's great. I mean, Weird Al, you can't go wrong with Weird Al. You know. Oh yeah. Favorite way to spend a Saturday afternoon? Probably exercising with my family, uh, going for a nice hike or a nice walk. Um, uh, yeah, that would be it. I enjoy they, lots of things, but that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Saturday afternoons, man. I usually sit with a beer. That's the opposite. Uh, <laughs> favorite thing you collect? Favorite thing I collect? I love chess. So anything to do with chess and I can Ooh. collect it, I will collect it. Right Wait, now, the game my, or the my movie? collection. Uh, the game. Yeah, not the movie, but the game. Yeah, the, 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 the movie, chess, too much sex, man. It was... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I collect chess socks. If I can find chess socks, like footwear, I love it. I feel like it gives me good luck on stage, you know. But it's a little you hard to like, find these days. Chess socks. You mean like 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 chess king or like pictures of like rooks and knights and stuff? Yeah, rooks, knights, you know, bishops, the whole thing, pawns, kings, queens. I love it, man. Like like uh, I wear chess socks. It's uh, I'm getting a little. I'm getting kind of low in my chess sock collection because you got to throw out the socks that don't quite fit anymore. That you know they get worn out around. You yeah, know, stretched out around my giant calves. Oh, yeah, you've been working out, man. Those are some push ups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite venue to perform? Favorite venue to perform? Gosh, uh, there's so many. Uh, a venue that has a good, uh, good acoustics, good air conditioning, a good place to set up that merch table. <laughs> and, so, uh, so about yeah. about that, I remember when you were performing uh, in the Yoohoo Room at Flappers. So if you've been to Flappers Comedy, there's a big room called the main room, and there's a side room called the Yoohoo Room. I remember when you were doing one of our shows, you did multiple times, where you made a point to say, Thank "Hey, you. man, put the put the AC on, bro, because if it's too warm, they can get too relaxed." I don't like that. Yeah. I want them laughing and uncomfortable. And I was like, laughing and uncomfortable? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, the air conditioning. Yeah. yeah, because if it's too warm, they get comfortable and they just get drowsy. And then the energy's like, you know, and they just, they'll be yawning right in your face, man. You'll be hitting a punchline. They'll be like, you know, and so you want them cold where they're like, I heard that uh, like David Letterman likes it like 55 degrees or something. Like that's, it was, you know, like 55 degrees. It was cold in that place because the energy is, you know, so good, See, much better when the when audience is cold. You don't even know how much of a masterclass you were <laughs> to be on our show. Like, okay, cold air. I love it. I'm just taking notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, wh what's been a favorite thing a fan has done for you? Man, so many over the years. Um, you know what? The 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 one that I can think of the most, like most recent, was um somebody had mailed me a uh, a giant flashlight for my comedy show, like a giant like like this and it has like a disco ball and and uh he's like yeah have fun with it you know you could you know whatever so i, I you know it was right before the pandemic so i've only taken it on the road a few times but it was kind of cool just to get like a gift from somebody i think that'd be i, I i'm probably there's probably more but I, that's the first one that came to mind so i apologize if other fans have done things i apologize I can tell you after tonight, you're going to get a lot of chess socks. Guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take them. Yeah. What's a favorite fandom of yours? Sports, Harry Potter, I don't know. F1. Uh, gosh, I don't think I have one. Maybe uh, uh, lately it's been, I've been 
um, I joined the boxing gym. So I've been, I, I really can appreciate boxers and like what they go through and, you know, UFC as well, but that kind yeah. of, that kind of thing. Just, cause I think even if we aspire to be at that level of physical fitness, it'll, it'll be good for us. Cause we probably won't reach it, but at least we'll be on the right track. Yeah. I got three more for you. Uh, favorite comedy album. Favorite comedy album. Ooh, I want to say anything by no, my favorite. I was going to say George Carlin, but my favorite would probably be that first comedy album that Eddie Murphy had. The one that where he had the flower behind his ear, because that's, that was one that just spoke to me, man. Like I was yeah. a, I was a teenager and it was just so funny. And, and it's probably what got me into standup because I would repeat some of his jokes and it just, I, I loved it. Favorite comedy album of yours. Hmm. The party continues. My most recent one. I'd wow. Say, because yeah. Yeah. The, it's, I think it's probably the closest to where I'm at now in my life. Like the first one was great. Cause it was my first one and it was really my young life. I talked about growing up a lot. And then the, the, that ginger's crazy. That was the one that I didn't know that I was going to record an album. So I made it like extra long and it, but it, looking back, it's a little, it's way dirtier than I would, you know, there's some dirtier bits, but it was fun. Like even the audience interaction, you know, where I had yeah. that lady singing my, you know, dirty songs and stuff, but yeah. And then, and then the, I was on. I really liked the the, the um, stay at home stripper. I wish I would have changed the name because it sounds like it's dirty, but it's not. And then, right. in fact, when I was in Florida, they wouldn't even let me hold it up because it was morning TV, and they said it had the word stripper on it, and that this is a family show. And I'm like, dang it, you know, like, well, oh man, yeah, that, that sucks. And and I know, and, I know. And, la and lastly, favorite city to unwind in. Favorite city to unwind in? Oh, I would say, I know this is so stupid, but I mean, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, up north uh, in Hanford. So, so maybe Hanford, California, believe it or not, because there's not a lot going on. I mean, you know, it's bad when people hire a hawk to chase out the crows. I mean, that's, that's a really, yeah. that's a mellow town where that that's one of their bigger problems hanford california outside the kingdom of fresno uh make sure you visit. <laughs> yeah the kingdom of fresno <laughs> yeah i don't even know if i like that answer because it's really not i don't know man it's uh gosh i don't know burbank no but like, people say i probably should say like yosemite or paris or something but whatever whatever what was the question because i don't feel like i, I don't even want to relax anymore i want to get back to work favorite city unwinded man I'm a Vegas guy. Can you I'm, only be, because I'm? Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. I should have said Vegas, but you know, I mean, that's that'd be funny. Like after a pandemic, or where do you like to unwind? And, <laughs> I would just like to stay home, actually. After all this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got my old gym in the back. It's great. Uh, I know. So, I did a pod, I, real quick. I did a podcast uh, about five months ago, and the guest, the, the one of the hosts, had never met me or really heard of me, and it was funny. At one point, he goes. <laughs> He was like, uh, I mean, the main guy did, but his sidekick didn't. And the sidekick was like, this is like five months ago. And he goes, so what do you have coming up next? And I was like, I have no idea. None of us know what's coming up next. How would I know? <laughs> you know right. Another shutdown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you have a bit. Uh, the, the I like my women. Like I like my blank. And you have everyone in Iraq with. Um, I love yeah. it because because it's a reliable Um has there any ever been like times you've been absolutely stumped when someone's like, I like my like I like my business card? It was like, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> if I'm not like if I'm not like alert, you know, I'm I'm like, oh, you know, so it, and it's okay to like miss on a couple, but I just don't like it when it's like if it gets like three in a row where I can't think of, and then it's just stupid, you know, like right. Um, yeah, like for a business card, I would probably say like, uh, like my woman, like my business card, I'd be like cheap and from the internet, or you know, like um. <laughs> On my windshield when I go back to my car, you know. Just, <laughs> just, just hey, let's just, practice. Just on it. I, yeah, I haven't done these in a while. Let's let's practice. Can we do some? Okay. I'll start. I'll go. I like my women. That's right, ladies. I like my women. Like I like my microphone. Microphone with the off switch. Oh. And easy to turn on. Yeah, I like my women. Like I like my. Amusement park. Amusement park. Mm, see right there, I'm stumped. Uh, I would say uh, <laughs> I'm open when I provide a pass. I don't know. <laughs> you made it dirtier. What? 
<laughs> I know exactly. I'll, I'll do an easy one. I'll do, I'll do an easy one. I'll do an easy one. Hey, All right. Fun to ride. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I like my women like a, I like I like my women like I like my dog. Dog begging for a bone. <laughs> Yeah. Like All right, we'll do last one. I like my women like I like my Grammy. I like my women like I like my Grammy. Ooh, coming once a year. <laughs> <laughs> my know, work here is done. I'll see you. That's right, folks. Good night. Let's shut it down. <laughs> I love it. Shut it and down. She, left, I turn the light. she divorced me, guys. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Derek Carter, the party starter. So glad you're here. Uh, what's up, Lover After Hours? But you know, people want to follow you and stalk you and buy your merch and see you live. How to go about doing that thank you uh they would just go to either darrencarter.com but most likely just hit me up on instagram official darren carter follow me on instagram official darren carter and youtube darren carter on youtube and yes it's called the pocket party podcast thank you for having me on i hope to see you in person soon and let's do many many more shows and and how many episodes have you done of this uh, after hours, I'm in like the mid 50s, I think 56, 57 ish. Uh, New Amsterdam cool. is at 112. It's it's a thing. The pandemic has given me a lot of nice. time to do this. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, keep keep it going, keep pushing, and uh, you know, uh, I wish you a lot of success. I appreciate that, man. It's coming it means a lot coming for you, and I mean that. But until next week, after hours are closed. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.